0: Hello, and welcome to The Morning Bell podcast, where we interview authors, discuss writing-related topics, and talk about the writing process as a whole. If you want any more information about The Morning Bell and what it is, look up themorningbell.net. If you have any questions or suggestions for topics that you'd like to see discussed, email the co-editor of The Morning Bell, Kezia Lubansky, at the email address k e z i a. At the net. Thank you, and we hope you enjoy listening. Hello and welcome to The Morning Bell Podcast. My name is Joel Martin, and today we're at Brunswick Street Bookstore. And, as usual, well, actually not usual, but Lucas has taken over Luke's job again. He's never Lucas, why back. are you in Luke's He's seat. never coming back. He's never... no, that's no, not okay, true. No, okay, he's coming back next I mean, week. he is in Russia, though. Oh. Things can happen. So Good he things. might not come back.
1: Yes. By accident.
0: Yes. And it might be your doing, is what I'm saying.
1: I better not... Oh, Joel. i must put a gay pride sticker on his suitcase.
0: Oh, dear. Oh, dear. Oh, dear. I think you've done it. All right. Well, our new co-host for the future (laughs) is apparently Lucas (laughs) Um, So, Lucas, how has your week been? What have you been up to? Apart from sabotaging the real co-host.
1: Well, fairly uneventful. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Apart from I oh, but to get to that later. I have a website now. I feel professional.
0: Oh, yeah. Is it dot com? Yeah. How unoriginal. What you
1: think? There's going to be another Lucas How are you going to spell that? How do think you spell about that, my like, name? You, yeah,
0: your name. Think about it. It's like Lucas de D i q u i n z
1: i o. It's how it's pronounced.
0: You know, the funny thing is, I'm Indian and I have Martin. Come my on, man. Is that Martin. is really handy. That is like. Martin. Yeah, and
1: the thing is, there's like a million Joel Martins. That's true. There's only one Lucas Quinzio at least with an internet presence in the
0: world. Ah. Uh, I'm pretty sure. Have you Googled this? I'm yes, sure you have.
1: I've Googled myself. Yeah. Because I had to find out if com was taken. That's actually really surprising. I'm it d- wasn't. Probably spelled a different way. Well, as you can tell, if you have our website, morningbell.net. Oh, yeah, that's right. Because .com. It wasn't taken. No, uh-huh. it was. But it was by one of those places that like charge you exorbitant amounts of money. It's like, would you like to spend two thousand dollars for Morningbell dot com?
0: No. Oh, it's one of those places that buy the domain yeah. names and then resell it. Just in case oh, that's someone, just,
1: yeah, it's one of those. Just in case someone like makes a
0: feature film called The Morning Bell, <laughs> and it's like, well,
1: we have something for you.
0: Well, you know, might happen. Um, our favorite director. Uh, Baz Luhrmann might just direct The Morning Bell. You never know. You're a big fan, Lucas.
1: It's a very obscure reference. It's not like we have enough... I don't know if we have enough <laughs> yeah, audience and then all the people. Are like, I remember when I remember that, obscure, that. Yeah,
0: in episode and, 10, yeah, when, when we mentioned, mentioned Baz Luhrmann. When he mentioned
1: Lemmon. how much he didn't like Moulin Rouge.
0: Yeah. I mean, come on. Baz Luhrmann's good. He's making... Has he made any... Uh, we'll get to the film section. Anyway. Uh I'm mentioning him. Yeah. To more interesting news... Um, and Baz Lerman, is that our guest for today is Ellie Varenti. Uh, Ellie has taught across a variety of educational environments since the mid-'80s, from pri- primary through to tertiary sectors. Penguin published a memoir, This Is Not My Beautiful Life, in 2008. And as a freelance writer, Ellie contributes to The Age, Sydney Morning Herald, The Australian Women's Weekly, Mama Mia, Hoopla, Daily Life, The Good Weekend, and a variety of parenting magazines. She's been a contributor to ABC Radio National's Life Matters and ABC Regional Radio's mornings. Ellie, welcome to the Morning Bell.
2: Thank you. Thanks a lot. You're funny. You boys, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> we Quite have funny.
0: we have bad bad humour. Mm-hmm. No, Ellie. it's
2: not bad. It's just dry. And it's, it's easy to no, make humour. Yeah. It's good funny humour.
0: <laughs> Low hanging fruit for mm. a two of you. <laughs> <laughs>
1: That's what you're here for, yep, and if you want more of that, so, like I'm doing thumbs up right now, guys, because that's how I am about. That's this.
0: right, and if you want more of that, you can buy Lucas DeQuincy's mm.
1: book. Mm. Mm. Which yes, is, we'll uh, save. Uh, we'll save more of my promos for later, but obviously, you're listening to this. You've already checked out my website because you're that interested. Yeah, that's right, and you've seen it front and center. Obviously, mm-hmm. obviously. obviously,
0: obviously. Ellie, yes. how has your week been?
2: Um, my week. Well, um, do you want my professional? Riff or my private? Or nah, the,
0: the relaxed Ellie at home. Okay, all right, Ellie I'll, I'll do both. Okay,
2: okay. So professionally, I've had a, an interesting week because I last week, yeah, week ago, last Wednesday, I uh, presented um, uh, an event at Acme mm-hmm. with um, Clark and Door, Brian Door and John Clark, John Clark and Brian Door. It's twenty five years of um, television for them. They've been doing their their very unique something be very unique, their unique uh, shtick for quarter of a century now, mm. and the ABC is as a result of that releasing a box set. And I oh, wow. um, and I spoke to them, and we had a great time. It Was fun. It was sort of interspersed with a lot of footage from goes back a long, long time. They started out at Channel Nine, and of course does. then they went to ABC. So I had fun doing that, and that yep. was a great night. Um uh, other than that I've had a sick mum so I've been practically living in the hospital with mm-hmm. my mum. Oh that's not good. Nice. So uh you know it's it's uh, a very um uh it's it's quite a reckoning being in the public hospital system. Yeah. Uh not as a patient in this instance but certainly as a, a as uh, someone who's been sitting around with mum and for a long long time now. Mm-hmm. So I've been doing that. I've been doing a lot a lot of reading but really I've been binge watching on Netflix. Okay. Yep. Why don't we move straight into the I, film section? Sorry, then, I then. just have to say I'm completely yeah. addicted. I just. Are you addicted
0: <sighs> so to Netflix this week?
2: What did you say? On,
1: I'm. I just got onto Netflix. Oh, have you? This week. Um,
2: right. And what? What do you think?
1: Oh, I, I'd used it before briefly when mm. Arrested Development season yeah. four was, yes. and I was. like I need to watch this straight away. <laughs> yep. So i have been sneaking up <laughs> the US version, but it's yep. it's good. I got it set yeah, it up for good. the whole family. And then when I showed my dad, it's like he's he's Netflix and he was look and he was Oh there's a lot of stuff. Then I went off to the bathroom, came back, he was still looking, it's like, Wow, there's a lot of stuff, Lucas. Yeah. And just still
0: flicking through everything. Yep.
2: Well, I did Stan initially. Oh yeah. yeah. Yep. And I'm just about to get off Stan. It's a competitor pretty it much, is, yeah, yeah, Yeah. It's, yeah. it's funny cup. being able to say I just have to get off Stan and onto <laughs> Netflix. <laughs> but anyway, <Yeah. laughs> like, it's a good thing, <laughs> thing they both don't have
1: male names. No. no. That's right. Netflix. So
2: Stan and no um, and the thing is, though, and I guess everybody finds this at some point. Even a surfeit of visual, of visual stimulation that Netflix yeah. offers, even that can look empty. Mm-hmm. There are times when maybe I'm, you know, I've been doing so much of it because it's, it's been my sort of escape. Really, I think yeah. it's been where I go if I'm not, I'm, I feel too tired to read, and so I'll often go and watch yep. stuff, and. Um, uh, even with the amount of stuff on offer there, you can go, There's nothing I want to watch. Yeah. It's actually nothing I want to watch. You know, I can't imagine ever going to a bookshop and feeling that. Maybe I, I've never experienced that in a bookshop. I mean, we're sitting here yeah, at Brunswick Street Books, and I feel in a variety of emotions when I go into bookshops. bookshop. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I feel furious, other times I feel overwhelmed, other times I feel so excited I think I've got to be alive for the next. Hundred years, I'm not going to get through. What, you know, there's so much I haven't yeah. read, uh, but I, but I don't feel that sort of rather depressed, almost sort of self-loathing malaise that I get <laughs> when I, when I have been watching endless amounts yes, of series. I completely on, understand.
1: It's a this, yeah. it may be also a mix of that and the fact that not everything on these stream programs is super great viewing. No, because, at the because well, yeah I mean, there's a lot of ordinary looking stuff and a lot because, of trash. Yeah, there's a lot of trash, and there's nothing wrong with that. It's just if you're uh, you know, you want something good, something of, you know, well received, maybe something uh popular, it's not all there. But yeah, they've obviously the their MOs get as much as possible. Uh which is good, obviously, but mm. you can't get when it comes to the popular stuff, you can't have everything.
3: Yeah.
2: Well, I I probably but I still think it's about the way we receive it. Mm. I think it's something to yeah. do with the difference between watching. Visual simulation. Yeah, yeah. watching and reading. I mean, yeah. and also I watch on a small screen so it's n- probably not as pleasurable. Yep. In fact, I know it's not as pleasurable as watching yep. it on a, yeah. a much larger screen than I know some of my friends do. Yeah, um, mm. So, you know, it's a combination of watching it on a small screen and there's just something finally depressing yep. for me. But this is, when I have been, as they say, you know, binge, binge watching it, yeah. yeah. you know, this is not after just one or two yeah, no, shows, I, I, which I, is deeply pleasurable.
0: I I, do, I have exactly the same do you? feeling. You yeah. you have you, I feel a bit grubby. Yeah, it's like the idea that's like, oh, I feel dirty. It's yeah, like yeah, it's, it's yeah, just yeah. been wrong. It's, it's, yeah, yeah. it's been a bad oh, experience. You spent
1: four hours watching TV. Yes, yes, that's I right. Should be more
0: productive. But well, actually, it is, yeah. actually, it's 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 different because say if I go and watch something like oh, I don't know ben her, right? It's Like, like you do. It, it's, yeah, like you do every day. It's it's so long. But at the end of it, you're like, wow, that was like a visual spectacle or whatever. And you're like, wow, that's great. If I watch three hours of average TV, I think I'm done. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think like at that point, I'm like, oh, that's about it. So you it. think
2: it's about the quality of what, I, you, what I, you're watching? I definitely
0: watching? think it's about what you're watching, you know? And I, and I feel like for most TV, it's the idea of moment-to-moment gratification or... The idea of a lot of TV shows, and I'm talking about TV shows for the most part, is the idea is like, oh, you want to find out what happens at the end of that arc. But really, what happens at the end of arc is not even interesting. But you're still in it. Yeah, because and you I just think that's
2: actually, I think that's you've, you've hit hit the nail on the head because yeah. I don't tend to watch movie after movie after movie. Exactly, I'm watching. Um, episode after episode after mm-hmm. episode which is what a lot of people of course are doing yeah. and i think when we talk about binge watching we are referring generally to yep. a series mm-hmm. 1 right. a series 2 and oh there's a series <laughs> 3 oh my god please god make have make sure there is not a series 4 because i'll be <laughs> here till you know i'll be awake till three in the morning yeah that's right um i think this and you're right about it's the way they're structured you yeah. know because they're cliffhangers yes. and uh the formulas that i'm watching are so predictable mm. I, I mean i absolutely yeah, right. i'm watching i just finished watching Nashville. Mm-hmm. Now, sorry, I know this is probably a deeply unpopular thing <laughs> to say, but I'm a country in, a country music fan. Yeah, right. and um, I love it for the music, a bit yeah. like Playboy <laughs> for the articles. But no, really, I like it for the music, and they're great performers and they're great singer actors. <laughs> and I do, enjo- and they play the songs straight. They're not yeah. just there for the wallpaper. They actually do sing them from beginning to end. So you do get it. it's a, it's a, like it's a musical. Um so I really enjoy it but I have watched in the last week I have to say probably th- ooh two thirteen, thirteen 13 part series mhm what's that 26 26- <gasps> So that's twenty six times. What's that? That's that's a lot of hours. That's, that's, a lot, that's too time. many. I don't even want to. i actually can't believe that. That's that's deeply disturbing. But yeah. possibly, possibly, I watched one series this week and one series last week. My mum got sick. Yeah. So I blame. It's more my mum's fault.
0: <laughs> <laughs> she's
2: she's. But, but I've kind of loved it and then I start hating it.
0: Yeah. You start off
2: with that high right. and then yeah, you yeah, get yeah. a really. But bad it is love. but it is about narrative arc. Yeah. And it is about the predictability. It mm-hmm. is about formula. And it is about some of them are more formulaic than others. And, and formula sells. Formula and, and Nashville is. So formulaic <laughs> and so great. Yeah, it's a melodrama, really. Yeah, yeah that's right. It's a soap, a melodramatic. Some soap. Some
1: people want that, like they feel that that's you know, an I easy love thing it. Comforting. It's you deeply know, comforting. You know, that's why there's fifty thousand seasons, like you know, seasons of
0: Law and Order. It's like comfort food. It's the same thing. Exactly. I, I think it, well, yeah. I did it at the same time. Yeah, no. So yeah, that's completely I'm, right. <laughs> yeah. If I'm
2: actually eating a eating a container of ice cream uh-huh. and watching Nashville, you have com- I'm in the decadent arc. heaven. Yes, and then I hate myself. Yep. Yep. Yeah, yeah. So what it's, it's it's <laughs> the other thing which I watched, which I'd avoided, um, because I just dis- I think it was on a commercial station. I am mm. telling I don't watch commercial telly because I can't. I really can't cope with the ads yep. at all, and things just take True so ABC long. ABC person, well, I, well yeah, <laughs> um, and even SBS is a problem these days, isn't yeah. it? Well, so that's right. You know, but at least they're chunks of ads. You'd get a sort of chunk of four minutes or something. You don't get them anyway. Mm. So uh, this uh, it's the, the Good Wife. So that's oh, a law yes. and order yeah, thing, yeah, yeah. you know. Yeah. Oh, totally loved that. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, you know, a beautiful formula, mm-hmm. well-written, well, well-performed, um, sucked in bad I was after the first two episodes. So, you know, I kind of love my Netflix, but I am thinking seriously about giving it away and not, <laughs> and not resubscribing because <laughs> I think it's a concern. Yeah, I really think it's a concern, I <laughs> don't, you know.
1: It's a black hole But then oh, here's TV. what happens. Yeah. They send you emails saying, please
2: come back. And they're so, and they're so polite. <laughs> and they're, dear, they're so nice. They say, dear Ellie, yeah. dear Ellie, we so noticed that you've been watching blah, 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 blah. You know, we think you'd be interested in the following. Yeah. And you yeah. go, oh.
0: Oh, the following. Oh, by the way, that's actually an all right show. It's- oh, we're getting off topic here. Continue. <laughs> <laughs> that's not what she meant. No, no, no no, meant. no, no, no. That's not what I meant, but you know what I
2: mean. Yeah, yeah. You sort of get – you start to be duped into thinking they actually care. Yeah. <laughs> it's
0: like Amazon cares about yeah, my yeah, purchases. Yeah, and they know it. They, they s- know so my much history. about me. Mm,
2: that's right. <laughs> yeah, well, that's what they rely on. That's I mean, it's true. Spend. A lot of
0: our buying habits dictates and shows a lot of our personality as well. Oh, it does. It so. does.
2: And that's what they spend millions of dollars on research, market research yeah. for. Mm, that's right.
0: So, on um, like us. for the most part, watching The Good Wife, God, anything I else? Sound,
2: I sound tragic, don't I? Eating ice cream. Mm-hmm. Eating ice uh, cream. I read a lot too. In fact, when I read, I feel so much more nurtured and better. Yes. Right? Uh, I've yeah. been reading Colin Teubin's, um latest, the name of which I've completely forgotten. Maybe someone can help me out there. Oh, we're not on a well, just, I just had a little moment where I thought I was on radio <laughs> and someone's going to call up and tell me what the book was. <laughs> um, I love his writing. Yeah. And so I've been reading that and I tend to read two or three things at the same time. Mm -hmm. Uh, I've also been reading um, David Foster Wallace again, Mm -hmm. that I've been revisiting his um, short fiction, uh, short non-fiction. Not a bad
1: time. There's a movie about him coming out. There is a
2: movie about him, and I was listening to a review, um, a British review, because I listen to a BBC podcast every week, Mm -hmm. and that was most interesting because, of course, you know – anything about a real person, particularly a tragic real person, is going to be very controversial. Mm. Yeah, that's true. Right. Uh, uh, have you heard much about it?
1: I haven't yet. Um, hmm. So I don't know if it's
2: worth watching. Well, his family hmm. are furious with it, apparently. Uh, anyway, but that's well, not unusual, is it? Yeah, oh. yeah it is. <laughs> <say>. Really? really? <laughs> they're usually
1: furious... Mm. or they started the whole thing because they want money. Mm. <laughs> just, that's usually no, either one of those the, two things. It's the former.
2: Yeah, yeah the former. It's the yeah. former. Yeah. So I'm um, reading his shorter, you know, his non-fiction. Mm-hmm. And uh, what else have I been reading? Um, I've been reading a bit of the stuff my 13-year-old son's reading because I want to know what the hell he's reading. Yeah,
1: um, 13-year-old boys always known to have the best taste in books. Do You think? No.
2: Did you? This I, is very read, sarcastic, I, Lucas, yeah, right I, now. I, <laughs> no,
1: just, well, I, I read.
2: What were you reading at
1: 13? I th- okay, I think I was at that point I was getting into fantasy, actually. But okay. before that. Okay, so Lord no, of right. the Rings, I think, was first. Okay, so A logical f- progression. Yeah, logical okay. progression from Andy Griffiths? Yeah, yeah. That's, that's what I was reading. Just Gee, stupid. Griffiths,
2: I think he'd be very um, chuffed to hear that you went from him to Tolkien. In be- there
1: may have been something in between. Mm. I mm. don't know.
2: Well, they, Andy, a lot of people actually ask Griffith to try and write for my son's age group because, of course, he writes for the, the age group up until about 11 and 12. Yep. And then once you hit 13, and, and my son's a pretty good reader, you know, once you get 13, 14, 15, it's just too babyish, but he doesn't write for that chunk. Yeah. So there's a gap there for someone to write like him, oh, yeah, but for, for slightly older. No, he doesn't write for
1: adults. I w- hang on, I wish he did.
2: Oh, do you? I yeah. want
1: fart jokes in my book. I'm <laughs> he's, okay with he's that. He's funny.
2: He's funny, and he's actually he's actually a good you know he's a good writer, and he's funny, and I yeah. quite like him to write for young. I'd love to hear, I'd love him to do some YA stuff because I think people like mm. my son would certainly be reading him. So I read a bit of what my son's reading to see what the hell he's looking at. That's, yeah, yeah, that's
1: interesting. Not mm, a bad idea at all. What is he reading?
2: Well, well, he's not into sorry boys. He's not into fantasy. No, the, no, that's good. He was for the, thumbs did. up here right now. <laughs> oh, a thumbs up, right? Thumbs okay. up. Uh, he was in He was for a little while. The most recent thing he he read. How's this for an English teacher like myself in, in, in um, imposing my own tastes? Mm-hmm. But like, he read uh, Catcher in the Rye.
0: Good.
1: That's the age you're supposed to read that book. Yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. Pretty much. Oh, although it's set
2: at it year nine, so it's actually 15-year-olds who are reading it normally. Yeah. But I reckon really? 13's pretty good. Yeah. I think that's oh. a good age. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So like To Kill a Mockingbird territory. I'm going to give him that
2: next, but all the font, I have not been able to find an edition where the font is sufficiently big for me to be able to read it as really? well. Uh, oh, it's all skinny font, tiny, tiny font. Because people love the neat the uh, little books. Do you, do, do you, in you the use
1: pocket. e-books? Because no, I don't. I read e-books and what I like to do is Turn the the, the
0: uh, font enlarged. up all the way, yeah. For yeah. my terrible I, I can't eyesight, stand, I can't stand eBooks. It's funny because I only publish on eBooks, <laughs> but oh um, <laughs> really? <And laughs> I don't, don't even like read my them. own eBooks. Yeah, pretty
2: much. Well, I'm thinking about I can't, getting can screen. Well, the, the Kindles are list yeah. from behind. Is that not right?
0: Yeah, there are. Yeah. So there
2: are okay.
1: ones Like the one I read is, I just use a tablet, so that's oh, full okay. on screen. I turn the boner down, but the full on screen. But I understand that's not for everyone. But they
0: do have the Kendall. The paper light? Yeah, the. the um, Is that what it's called? Pa- yeah, paper
1: something light. like that. And it's supposed to kind of more mimic
3: an it actual does. book. That's right. Yeah, there's I, no backlight, basically. Yeah, I, was, yeah basically.
2: I did a little bit of. Minor research because mm-hmm. I was concerned that my son, like a lot of kids his age, are going to bed with their iPads now. You know, oh yeah, and reading off that, yep. which is yeah. the equivalent of as you're probably what you're doing and what I'm doing with Netflix in bed watching. You know, Nashville. <laughs> it's worse though. It's, it, it
0: is worse though. Because worse, you're re- You're on a smaller screen. You're in the dark. It's yeah, like yeah, really yeah, bad yeah, for you. Yeah. You should be sleeping.
2: Yeah, right, yeah, or moments. reading or
0: reading with a light on.
2: Yeah, reading with a light on or yeah. reading with a backlight, which as you well, yep, say mimics. Exactly. But uh, the actual reading of print, you mm-hmm. know, black black marks on a page is far more um, right. pleasantly soporific than, you know, the Completely opposite, agree. which is kind of, you know, makes you alert and mm-hmm. peculiar, you know. What's yeah. he reading, you asked me. So he d- just read Catch on the Rye, which mm-hmm. is okay, because I knew that book quite well. Um, and then he's just read something and he – our bedrooms are quite close and often we'll be both reading in our respective mm-hmm. rooms. And he just recently has been reading a book – I can't remember the name. I'm terrible. Anyway, and he said, Mum, this is all about gay guys. I said, oh, okay. And he said, it's about gay men. He said, did you know that when You got it for me? I said, I don't know. I just thought it looked interesting and, you know, the blurb was good and it looked like good writing. Oh... You know, so every now and again I get you know he calls out and so I, sometimes I I procure stuff for him and I have no idea. Yeah, you know, so I don't know, but he said it was pretty good. Oh, huh. well, that's it was all right. Good. There you go. Oh no, no, he wasn't. You know, kids his age. I'm about age to say,
1: are, is it good writing? If that's if that's his like main thing.
2: Well, he, he does seems p- to be on the right track. Oh yeah. well, you know, at thirteen, I don't think <laughs> as they, good as you know. A 13, I
0: mean,
3: think.
2: I don't know. Even with the mother, who's as you know doctrinaire as I am around literature and what's good and what, what's not, you I generally
0: go around like, what, what's a good story? It's right? to do it's with like, story, yeah, you know. it's that impulse. But
2: one thing he did say, which I thought was interesting, and I know a lot of people feel like this he said oh, I hate it the way they change the point of view there are three points of view in it and it's really really confusing so there you go yeah so they had three I characters agree. Yep. I've, I've, you agree? I agree do agree I was it's totally not a like fan this of at that. 13
0: I was exactly the same no I really was No, no I, I wasn't I was thinking, was thinking I wasn't <laughs> making those criticisms <laughs> at 13 adult me thinks that i can't funny. help ellie but think that uh, you might have had something to do with the uh, uh, point of view probably. discussions maybe
2: look you know i'm making <laughs> i'm making him sound you know you know fantastically precocious he's not really but i do speak like that with him because of yeah. my own interests and my own that's world right. so i and guess it just he, just, like rubs off, yeah. he just rubs off yeah it's yeah really yeah good. so he's 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 resistant to multiple points of view <laughs> <laughs> good in more ways than one i have to say but anyway oh. well um, that, that's a discussion
0: that i like to have <laughs> in my writing one day um Um, Moving on to the film TV theatre discussion We've talked a little bit about TV already with you Ellie Um, So apart from The Good Wife Anything else that's on the binge watch list?
2: Oh goodness Um, uh, I re-watched the first series of The Office
0: Yep Which one? The BBC uh, Sorry, the British one The British one
2: And I do like the American one as well In fact, I suspect it's better I have to say I know. Mm. Uh, look, I've watched so much. I, I've lost track. And, uh, and look, you know, um, I also I – w- I did watch To Kill a Mockingbird, the movie again recently. And, of course, that was interesting because of the fact that the the book, you know, that she wrote – Oh, yes. Or you know, the yep, manuscript yep. that she wrote yep. before To Kill yep, a Mockingbird yep. – um, has just been really... Have you read it? Anybody read no, it? No, I haven't. I've read an excerpt and that's it. Yeah. I've, I'm yeah, terrible. I I, like, yeah, was, it was
1: like in the paper or something an excerpt and mm. I can't remember.
0: It it seems... I don't know. It seems odd. It's, it seems interesting to me because... Interesting. Uh, that, that's, that's another discussion. We well, I think it's
2: interesting that. if you're writerly. You know? Yeah, I think it's interesting right. from a... Uh, I think her, as, a, know,
0: as a reader's point of view, I think anything is interesting from her, like in many... Yeah. As you want to get in her mind and you want to think, like, well, oh, was, well, this was, is the original.
2: Well, it was her earlier on. Yeah. It's a less sophisticated apparently, yeah, that's right. a le- a less sophisticated um, kind of right. Yeah. And uh, people are somewhat sort of um, um, uh, disconcerted that the Atticus Finch character appears to be uh, less progressive mm-hmm. um, yeah. in his early incarnation. But anyway. I you guess it's
1: more interesting that. A, a writer who's basically known for one work, Well, she only wrote one, yeah, yeah. That's only right. had one, mm. and now after all this time, we get a better look, and that oh, mm. it, and whether it, it wasn't as good to originally, to yeah, who knew?
2: But that's going to be the case with most, <laughs> yes. yeah, exactly. You it's, know, uh, most people's <laughs> first, second, third, fourth, but tenth drafts it never f- as good as their.
1: Ad- it was advertised so heavily mm-hmm. as it's a new the new book from happily da 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 mm. da, da mm-hmm. and like it's. Wouldn't it have been better. It's like his, like the lost work or before *To Kill yeah, Mockingbird*. Yeah, yeah. As in, like, give it some context. Not exactly. It's yeah, a new but- novel. It's. I'm sure it'll be. The classic. I obviously. think people were
0: going into it with lack of context. Oh, I guess who I guess. therefore end up criticizing it. But I, yeah, you know, again, I think I, I still want to read it. I really do. Yeah, I, mean, want I read think it. it's fascinating. You know, yeah. the,
2: whole, the whole you know the whole process. discourse around it. Yeah. yeah. Um, just re- I remembered something else. I've watched in the last couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, I live in Castlemaine. You know, in, in yep. um, yep. um, so, is it southeast Victoria? I don't even know where I live. You know, hour and a half out of. <laughs> I guess. Southeast, north and. Been, oh, it's north, northwest, north. No, west. north. north how oh, you've emb- gone the exact. Okay, how embarrassing! Stop it with what are you doing with your hands? <laughs> I'm Trying to find out what Castlemaine <laughs> is. Honestly, your hand is not north, a compass, Lucas. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yes, it is. It's <laughs> north west, north-west. northwest, west Victoria, an hour and a half out of Melbourne. Okay, and we have well, it's kind of a marvelous town in a lot of ways, mm-hmm. deeply irritating in a lot of other ways. But uh, we have a terrific place called the Theatre Royal there, which has a really rich history. Yep. Like, Unintended, given it's a gold town, um, and uh, Lola Montez was the first performer to ever perform there. Mm-hmm. The great and um, scurrilous Lola Montez. Anyway, the theatre royal has gone through m- many incarnations, and it was destroyed and then rebuilt, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But it is a great hub. Yep. And uh, we've recently had our f- inaugural uh, documentary film festival, which was yeah. remarkably successful. I mean, it's a eight thousand person town. And for three days, that 800-seat theatre was packed. I mean, that's kind of amazing. Yeah. Yeah. And I watched the opening documentary and I also did a couple of panel discussions with some smaller filmmakers Mm -hmm. who were working there. And I watched a a fantastic documentary called The English Surgeon, Surgeon, um, directed by um, an Australian (laughs) expat called Geoffrey Smith. Mm -hmm. And he now lives back in Castlemaine, actually. He's come back to Castlemaine to live. But he did live in Europe the last 25 years and the English surgeon is absolutely magnificent mm. it's a beautiful piece of documentary filmmaking um you know the the uh, the, the, the camera is invisible the actual narrator is and you know it's about a um an English surgeon of course who travels to um the former Soviet Union every year to um to offer his is a neurological neuro, um, no. neurosur- a mm. neurosurgeon it's fantastic so I recommend that It won a swag of awards about four years ago when it came out initially. So you know, Fantastic. not to be not to be confused with the English Patient, but that yep. was that was something else that I'd watched recently.
0: All righty, that's a good, good list of recommendations. I think I'm most Almost. interested in the last one. I don't think it's more recommendation apart from the last one. I think the
2: last one's I I really do recommend, and it's 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 just yeah. got it's you know these doc. As we know, the documentary form is a very, very difficult form. Yeah, that's and right. And this is just, it's beautifully shot. It's, it's, there's no, it's not, oh, I, I don't know how to really describe without giving too much away. So yeah. I won't. Yeah. Just go and get it. Yeah.
0: Fair <laughs> enough. And yeah, what'd you say about documentaries again? I think um, we, we talked about this on, was it last week or the week before where I was talking about um, a documentary that had come out, it was done by um, Irish um, cinema, basically, and they have funded the. Uh, um. Oh, I forget now the name of the. It's one of those days. Apparently, we're all it's, forgetting. It's, it's yeah, the yeah. name forgetting day. Uh, on a river in Ireland, oh, and okay. it, it was just a beautifully shot mm. piece of uh, documentary. And mm. um, I think yeah, I've talked about this before, so I won't talk about it again. But it's basically you need to watch that. So go watch. Well, that. I, I'm <laughs>
2: particularly interested in the in the form, obviously, because I write nonfiction, and yeah. and and uh, a couple of the other pieces of uh, short films that were on during mm-hmm. that festival were memoir. Docos Okay And so I, I, I interviewed uh, A couple of those, those Filmmakers And I'm just particularly Interested in You know What's the difference What's the similarity Between writing Memoir for the page right, And making memoir For the screen What happens Yeah, yeah So that was Why I was You know um, Particularly That's a big tram That just went past Isn't it They, they hear none of this <laughs> Our listeners will hear Very much. Oh they won't slight. Okay yeah, Well I just yeah. want to tell The listeners That it was a very Melbourne moment <laughs> <laughs> Beautiful It is. a beautiful is. Melbourne yeah. moment Anyway
0: Lucas, wow. any recommendations or <laughs> ah. what have you watched recently?
3: Ah, actually.
2: tell me about the film. Tell me about films. Actually, going to the cinema because I have not been to the cinema. Neither from someone I. who used to go all the time, two, three times a week, yeah. I have not been for well, some months.
1: It was one of the things. Yeah, recently the film festival came. I It's like, I am going to go watch some things, which turned to I am going to see one thing, which turned <laughs> to next year. Oh, no, actually, now turning to the Melbourne Underground Film Festival. Oh, yeah. up. I'll, that's right. I'll go. I might go see something there. We'll see if I go. Mm-hmm.
2: What about um, you know the in main stage stuff? You know, ah, art um, houses. That they still call it that. Art house. Art <laughs> house. Do we still say that? Art no, house. Yeah, art house means
1: It's it's f- yeah. Fancy I don't know what that means. films. <laughs> so that's what art house means. Foreign. Mostly does it? That's okay. What, well, they usually in the big cinemas. I know the one near me has this. They call it Cine, Cinema Europa. I think it's still there. <laughs> oh, Basically, yeah. 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 it's yeah. This slightly fancy. It's somewhere between Gold Class and regular, <laughs> yeah. where they'd show the art house <laughs> <laughs> films. Yeah, yeah. And you can tell if it's art house because they, show, yeah, this is posh people movies. But
2: isn't Cinema Europa up in where there's a, an enormous um, demographic? The demographic there is um, Eastern and Northern European. Uh, European migrants. Isn't that where that is? Where are you talking?
1: I'm talking about in like a Billy cinema.
2: Oh, cinema Europe. There used to be cinema Europe. uh, in Well, there's more than one thing called that. Okay, okay. whatever.
1: But as opposed to actually going to the cinema. Mm. No, I don't do that much.
0: It's it's funny, isn't it? It is. Yeah, I was in the same boat. I used to watch films a lot and now I'm just falling off. The last film I Mm. saw was
1: in the cinema was... I, I think I th- there was a period of like, We're gonna, I'm going regularly, and I saw two. Hmm. In like two weeks, I saw Spy, which was <laughs> Melissa McCartney. That is a good movie. Shut mm-hmm. up, John. It's actually, it's a well-made comedy. Mm-hmm. Yep. You know, not wasn't convinced about Melissa McCartney. Yeah. A.m. Yeah, And also Jason Statham as a comedy actor. <laughs> I'm sold on that
0: as well. I mean, he did really do comedy though in that, did he? He was just doing no, Jason Statham, playing was. Jason Statham. No. No? Was he, actually funny. But being basically... Yes, he was a
1: Jason Statham Yeah, parody, okay. But yeah. a funny one. Like mm-hmm. a parody of himself. Yeah. Almost. Um, and I saw Minions. Oh, My dear. girlfriend really likes them.
0: hmm It was an enjoyable movie. Mm-hmm.
2: I have to say I have no idea.
0: About Minions? No. Well, this was a film that we talked about on the podcast a, a bit ago. I and you were uh, being super I, kind yeah, to it. I, I was being really kind to that film. Which is really unfair of me until the guest... Um, Oh, and I completely forget which podcast again. Oh, the you're off. forgetting a lot of I'm things. I'm forgetting. Isn't it really let's good let's day. Let's not draw attention. Let's, me look, all let's move, move, Make, on. Me, make yeah, me look good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, the podcast that I didn't forget about, um, the guest reminded me of and said, it's a kid's movie, Joel. And I was like, oh, I feel so bad yeah, now. it is. Completely <laughs> a kid's movie. Like, yeah, I was just deriding it and calling it, you know, like trash. Like it has no not that much dialogue Yeah, it's like it has no value in the cinema today. What's the steeper meaning? I mean, really... <laughs> it was like, it's a kid's film, Joel. And yeah, I was
1: like, uh. It is. I There's guess uh, Despicable Me, which is where they came from, they're just kids' movies. I did
2: enjoy Despicable Me. Yeah, I, yeah, I, was just, good I, t- film. I took a host and of the, kids to see that. That was a good that film. A few and that's where, ago.
1: like everyone's favorite bit, was it the little yellow, the yellow, yellow yeah, deal. Yeah, but
0: the idea is that even within a kids' film, you still have things that adults can take out of it. Well, increasingly, not in the old. A, days. Increasingly, in yeah, the old yeah, days, that wasn't the case. Yeah, this,
2: but is, the, this is this is a contemporary yeah, idea. Yeah, but like even
0: Disney, Disneyfication, right? Like we say yeah, that
2: in my in my childhood, that was not the case. Generally speaking. <clears throat> Excuse me. Hmm. Generally speaking, kids' movies were for kids' for movies. Kids. Yep. Now, now there is this whole idea that you cannot just make a kids. Movie. Yeah, you have to make it for there both audiences. There has to be a layer upon layer of subtext <laughs> so that the you know so that the adult yeah, know, who is taking right. that kid can also get something out that's of it. That's right. Yeah. That's a much more modern. Uh-huh. Not yeah, only with minions, recently. it was
1: it was because mm. of the main characters talk somewhere. It's somewhere between simlish and baby talk. Yeah, it's. Mm. There's a lot of physical humor. Yeah, yeah, and that you know, if that if you, do that, if you yeah. do that well, it works well with
0: everyone. Mm-hmm. And I'm and sure that's... it made them a bucket load of money. So I'm I'm sure that helps. Oh, it too.
1: made like a billion dollars. Yeah, it's ridiculous. It made a lot of money. It's big business. It is. Oh yeah.
0: The thing about that is the last I think the film that I remember most fondly as a kid. Which for some reasons, like the kid vibe has gone back and. Uh, was... You can remember your. Oh, yeah, I'm very close to it. Uh, <laughs> you, can, you, can, you can
2: remember sort of more ancient history. Yeah, it, 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 it's an ancient history. Week. Yeah, apparently. Yeah.
0: Mm. Um, no, I still like Pingu. I think Pingu's a great. Um, beautiful. Yeah, I think it, the, re- the reason why I think Pingu's so good is because. Sensational. It, yeah, it doesn't have to use language, it uses actions, but in a in a very interesting manner. It's beautiful. Like, yeah, Yeah, it's character tales and it's fantastic. Yeah. But aside from all that. Um, Robin Hood, the Fox version. You remember? Yeah, Yeah. I remember that.
1: Yeah, that was was great. There was nothing adultish about that. Being a simple, Mm. well done.
0: Yeah, that's right. And I think Robin Hood is better than Minions. Anyway, continuing on. Oh yeah, fair enough. Lucas. Any other movies? I'm
1: going to talk. Can I talk
0: about my adult movies? Okay, go for it.
1: Adult can, movies? My
0: adult, oh, haven't not dodging, though, I haven't talked about wrong. that <laughs> movies. <Adult. are laughs> That's
2: my other escape. Yeah, uh,
0: so Netflix, <laughs> Netflix XXX apparently. No, they don't Who knows? <laughs> the grown-up movies. Mm. The grown-up movies.
1: Yes, is what what I saw. Because I've been saying, I like to watch low... I mentioned it, low-budget movies. Mm-hmm. Um, basically, like very... What, uh, uh, not today, last couple of weeks. Like, I used to call them micro-budget. Yeah. Ones I like I can watch and say, I could do that. Mhm. And then don't do it. But I could one day. <laughs> and the I saw from the this this genre, subgenre, which is it's got a dumb name, Mumble Call. I don't know if you've heard of it. No. Stupid name. Um whoever named it clearly did not like. Basically they're these very low budget, dialogue heavy movies. Mm-hmm. Often ba- like non professional actors. You know, when they're just starting out. A lot of it's quite um a lot of it is improvised as well. And I think it's called the mumble bit came from that because sometimes they talk quite quietly.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah. Well right. That's a
2: that that's a that's a it's um, more like whisper call, really. That's a reference to the early kind of um uh De Niro <laughs> De Niro, you know, early De Niro films when he was doing a little bit of improvisation yep. and him and the um uh, the American Spanish actor. What's his name? God, here we go again. Uh, I'm trying to
1: remember every. Actor oh, he'd be in his sixties now. Nah.
2: He was a contemporary. Is a contemporary of De Niro's. Anyway, and they that they were often accused of, you know, Pacino. Pacino, oh, Pacino? yeah, oh, Al yeah. Pacino. He was he was the mumbler. He was yeah, the yeah, mumbler. Definitely. I yeah. Yeah. I'm sure it just was the thick accent. Mm. <laughs> no, no, it was also the mode.
1: It was, it was. It was also yeah. the mode of delivery. It was that style. Mm. That, yeah. yeah. Sort Um. And, I quite one. It was always like I'm trying to find. You know the big inspiration, mm-hmm. trying to find the modern clerks, which is like my yeah. I'm yet. so glad you say
2: clerks, yeah,
1: <laughs> as opposed
0: to clerks. clerks. Well, wow. I say clerks. clerks. Well, it is cler- Oh, as in it the word clerk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cl- who says clerks? <laughs> well, do. it
2: is clerks, isn't it? It's not clerks. Clerks, yeah. clerks
1: is American. Cler- well, the word clerks. Who calls them clerks in Australia? No one. No, no one. 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 The only time that comes up with. Is in like tax form or something like what am I? What's my job? <laughs> I guess I'm a clerk. Yeah, clerk. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> Funny, it's like any word you say it often enough, clerk, clerk. It sounds absurd, doesn't it? It, it sounds clerk, quite bad. So I'm going to say different words. Mm,
1: okay. So and I found there's like, but there's like they're good, but maybe because I was looking for an hour-long comedy because there's some comedy. A lot of it's drama. A lot of it's based on like realism, like very real, as in because it's pe- just regular. A lot of it is mostly. Kind of regular characters, regular conversation. Mm. Um, it's very rough, particularly the camera work. And some of the ones I saw were less than brilliant.
2: Yeah, sounds indie awful to me. This Sorry. Is. Yes. <laughs> this is, yeah, yeah. Yes, <laughs>
1: basically yes. <laughs> but I found a de- some de- decent stuff to watch. Yeah, and I'm going to keep watching it until, until you find, find your that inspiration. inspiration. Until yep. I find, find my that or gem, I think, or maybe I'll just watch it and find them all kind of okay enough. Like. I'm going to make the best one ever. Yeah. I was like that'll do. I want to get $500 and some friends because that's what you need <laughs> and make them. P- yeah, pretty much. But I think as like story like I watched also watched like a keynote speech by yeah. one of the directors and he kind of outlined how he did it and he was talking about like make make sure films you can do it easy now. Make a $1000 movie. It's mm-hmm. like
2: People are making films on their iPhones. Yeah, exactly.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Quite, uh, one coming out. Yeah, I might see this That's in the right, film I've called uh, Tangerine, mm. which is shot mm. entirely on iPhones. Yeah. And it looks pretty good. Yeah, like
3: yeah.
0: like visually, when I saw the trailer, like it looks... I don't know why, but good. anytime, whenever there's like I don't know, emergent filmmaking, that idea always seems to put me off. It's like you or know, it? yeah, it's like this was filmed inside of a wind tunnel in space <laughs> or something, and I'm like, you're, ah. you're deeply conservative it's then, same, hard, I, aren't you? I, uh, Maybe, yeah, yeah
1: because yeah. like, because another thing this guy told is that the I guess he he called it the middle class or the mm. mid-budget. So we're talking, say, in Hollywood terms, your, that'd be like Gabriel. Your, your several million dollar
0: movies. Mm. Oh, okay, not Gabriel.
1: Several million dollars. Okay, they don't really exist anymore. Mm-hmm. So now you got big budget,
0: yeah, or
1: no budget? Or no budget. Yep. So I, might,
0: I must say though, apart from say like foreign films, like um, British cinema, for instance, yeah. it's often within the couple million and not more that's, than that. But see, the thing is, and never gets any exposure. which is Australia. Tragic. Like,
1: it's like one million dollars. That's because that's that is big budget for an Australian <laughs> film. <laughs> tragic that thing. is. Yes, and hey. There's nothing wrong with using that much money to make money. No, it isn't. You can make and a have good either
2: of you seen Russell Crowe's directorial debut? Um,
1: I haven't. Oh, um, um, the Water Well,
2: we don't know device. the name water of that diviner. either. Yeah, yeah. have you yes, seen it? Yes, it was have. great. It mm. was. Yeah, it about I'd all... like to see that.
0: It was very mm. good. Um, mm. I think he did a sterling job. Did, uh, did that cost Hollywood oh, money? Oh, wow, sterling. That was a, not a pun. Um, <laughs> Because it looked like there I have not some... seen it, but it did look good. I think there was some I don't know if it was my kind of story. Yeah, there was funding. So it was... It's Russell Crowe. I'm sure he's a safe bet. Yeah, I about to say. People could put money on that. Yeah. Um, And no, I think he did a fantastic job in uh, the performance and also the cast. The cast, you know, a lot of them were, not you know, A-list actors or anything, uh, apart from Russell Crowe. And, you know, they um, hit it out of the park. Fantastic. Yeah, well,
1: for all the... Shitty he cops about you know his anger and his rubbish band and everything. He knows what he's doing. He does. When, when you know, and with, he's a good in I, Movies. I, I he, yep. knows. A, he won um, an Oscar, yeah. didn't he? Uh, um,
2: not a magical mind. What's the PC? Beautiful mind. Beautiful mind. Yep. Recently again, you know, he was lovely in that. He's a good yeah. actor. Okay,
1: that's what he won the Oscar for. Yeah, he that's right. About. Yeah, yeah. yeah,
2: yeah. yeah. he's a good actor. He can do acting.
0: Nope. <laughs> He is a very good actor, and I think you're allowed to have your rages or tantrums when you put up with that much. I guess maybe. Well, I don't so. know. I don't think you're ever allowed to do. That, I, don't <laughs> 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 I don't think you're ever. I haven't <laughs> heard of him
1: throwing stuff at anyone for a while. He's maybe. not doing He's a Christian bail
3: on anyone me. yet. Maybe I don't
0: know. <laughs> Well, we're moving qu- swiftly on, because we need to uh, get onto the topic pretty soon, I'll just quickly say that um, with my pick, I was in the... Well, the last movie I watched in the cinema was Ex Machina, and that was a good film. And mm. hey, um, that was recent? Was recent, it? Yeah, That's a couple months ago, and it was mm. good. Uh, but the film that... Oh, TV show. There you go. Here, here it comes is that I I was in the Firefly vibe um, over the last couple of weeks, and I was like, oh. And a friend of mine recommended, well, actually, the way it went was a friend of mine recommended a sci-fi show, sci-fi being the channel, and um, recommended a show on it called Dark Matter. I started watching it, uh, the season, um, over a few weeks. And, yes, it it was evoking the whole Firefly vibe, you know, having this team on a ship. Space Cowboys. Space Cowboys. um, But the premise of the... Of the entire Stop series, your pen, yeah. The, the premise <laughs> of the entire series was that um, they had all lost their memory coming out of stasis, oh. so everybody didn't know who everybody was. Well, everyone,
1: everyone had amnesia. I guess yeah, that is different.
0: Yeah, everyone had amnesia, uh, and one of them wasn't on the crew manifests, and she was still in the stasis pod. So you know, there, there's that initial question, the story question of who are we? um were we good guys? Were we bad guys? Uh, and then the idea gets uh, laid. One one of the crew members is responsible for clearing out all of their memories, and then like that's the next hook. And then you move on to that. And then you're like, oh, who did it? And then it gets into this thing where they're taking missions on or doing these jobs, these contract jobs, because they believe they're bounty hunters, um, and they take this mission to go. Oh, Rather, the ship is um, plotted to a particular planet, and they think they're meant to help the planet, but actually, spoilers, they're meant to kill the planet. Um, so they start having doubts, you know, are they bad? And then they find out they're criminals. And the the idea is, yes, I'm spoiling everything. This is We do analyze things. But the idea is that I think the show operates under the idea of creating hooks at the end of every episode, very TV-oriented, like, you know, that's what you want, keep your audience, um, but at the risk of some substance as well, because you've got characters... Um, that have a arc within an episode and it just feels way too quick. It's like, yeah, you didn't get enough time to actually flesh out Sounds what like they're the doing.
2: There's such an interesting kind of underlying premise, though, isn't there? Yeah. That, that, I haven't seen that. I know nothing about it. But just the idea that, you know, the good and evil and who was a bad and who was a good. Yeah, it, and, and is it inherent, is inherent in you as a person? It, yeah, yeah. And that, I think, is
0: the more interesting vibe mm. throughout the whole mission system mm. do and do all that. Do they default
2: to being bad because that's how they're made? Or? And,
0: and, and mm. progressively start asking the questions and uh, are you bad as inherently are you born bad can you change and there's you know there's a crew member that's just like well you imagine he's just always going to be bad but even he shows signs of you know having compassion and all that Mm. anyway um it was a good ish tv show (laughs) brought back the firefly vibe so i just had to go back and watch firefly for some reason um but moving on from the TV discussion I think and moving on to the topic uh, one of the reasons Haven't we
2: touched on the topic yet? There is a topic to come is there? The, the, apparently oh my God, apparently okay. um, well, we're circling the topic we, <laughs> <aren't we>? Okay <laughs> we are packed now we're, in today's now, today's now we're episode. at the topic oh, we're at okay, the topic right. okay. And the
0: topic Ellie is the reason is? we got you onto the podcast oh, apparently Oh that's the, there's a reason There's a reason okay. I we Well to also talk about we... Netflix <laughs> 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 Not just about Netflix <laughs> um Oh, They've just got
2: a big plug, haven't they, on this podcast?
0: <laughs> mm. oh. and apparently, we're sponsored by Netflix on this podcast. They're getting a <laughs> lot of mileage of out wish. of it. Money.
1: <laughs> you wish. I will sell out in a second. You yes. Wish. <laughs> Netflix.
0: <laughs> we are open for business. Um, oh, Even the
1: competitors, I'll switch. Stan, us. Apparently. The uh, other one. Presto. Hulu. I'm sure you're fine. Hulu. <laughs> Hulu Whatever. That's not, Hulu. That's, Hulu. Hulu isn't in Australia. I tried. They've... They've stopped people uh, from they'll, overseas using they'll, it. They'll come here eventually. Yeah, but for now, they figure out how VPNs work.
0: To the pod, to the topic <laughs> at hand. And that is uh, the idea of writers branching out uh, across different medias and different platforms and different job opportunities. And, you know, in that bio, I guess, that I read you about Ellie's career, she's done a lot of stuff, basically. and That's idea- only because I've been around a long time. <laughs> <laughs> it's, oh,
2: not. <laughs> it's not because I'm all that versatile. <laughs> but um, that
0: idea is that people... You know, when you're an emerging writer, you want to make your mark and you start off, well, writing. Um, but there's other opportunities in radio and in that sort of circle. And I think what that was that road for you, you know, going from writing to teaching to radio to all of
3: this?
2: Well, the thing is that that wasn't the trajectory. Mm. I started out in the theatre. I started out as an act. Well, mm. after my first undergraduate degree, I went and did an acting degree. Yep. So I started out as a performer and mm. working in the theatre and a bit of television and a bit of uh, – did a couple of movies, very movies that I think went straight to video, um, and did quite a bit of telly in the 80s yep. and a lot of theatre in the 80s and 90s as mm-hmm. a practitioner. Then I became a director and then I moved into broadcasting and then I became a writer. So actually the <laughs> writing grew out of my um, burgeoning fascination mm. with – unpacking and understanding the art form mm-hmm. rather than just being inside the art form as a, as, a, as an actor so i did some a lot of work with triple r in the early days yep. as a theatre critic and as a film critic in the early days and then started writing monologues for radio 10 mm-hmm. years ago now 10 years ago last month actually and it fills of course all of our lives when you Think of them retrospectively, feel like they make sense. Yeah. You know, we can um, uh, overlay narrative arcs, mm-hmm. we can overlay um, uh, ca- causality, but actually, things just kind of happen. Happen. Really, yeah. I think. Um, but, you know, to an extent, I do believe that my interest in writing did come from my passion and obsession with the theatre when I was younger, when I was. Y- the age you guys are, I mm. guess. Um, <clears throat> and so my early writing, and arguably still what I do, is very much about the sound of the voice. Mm-hmm. You know, I hear things before I see them. Um, and yes, yeah, so my writing monologue, my writing, what they called, when I first started writing them, Think Pieces, mm-hmm. which are really personal essays, or per, uh, audio, uh, personal essays for air, um, came out of... Um, writing for theater and then my my first my very first piece for radio was I'd already worked in community radio but my very first piece for ABC radio was um, going to a friend of mine's funeral and he was a young man and he died and I went to the funeral and I couldn't get my head around it couldn't make sense of mm. what was going on at all and wrote about it and that became the first think piece so called that I ever wrote 10 and a bit years ago yeah and I've been writing them ever since I wrote one yesterday, and it, I recorded it just today actually, mm. and that was about hospitals because of course, as I mentioned very early at the top of this podcast, Mum's been in hospital, and I've been there every day and just observing the world of hospitals and the kind of you know humanity up close and personal mm. in that really compressed uh, heightened extreme way yeah that is that is a hospital and of course is the reason that so many hospital dramas yeah, go exist. on telly and yeah. exist yeah because you know it's the world of that the yeah. world of that has got it it's got everything mm-hmm. going on you know it's got a lot of it's got all those characters it's got everybody being shoved together from all these various different kinds of demographics it's got all you know it's got all the ingredients yeah um so yeah so i i'm only today just recorded my latest one and um so anyway talking about branching out so i think the thing um for me is that um I always kind of got that I needed a few strings to my bow. Mm. Um so I you know I got a teaching degree and I've always taught and I I I never only for a little while did I actually think that I was going to be a famous actress and make a living out of being an actor. Mm-hmm. Um and then I I got fairly real fairly quickly mm. possibly I just was you know, um, not as. I mean, I was. I did make a kind of a living from acting for fifteen years, but you know, I certainly was never. I never got famous, and yeah. I certainly, you know, I I always had to teach in between gigs, and I yep. and I always waitressed and I always worked at mm-hmm. bars, and did a whole lot of other things. Um, but I I learned pretty early on that it wasn't for me. It wasn't enough just to be an actor. I wanted to write about acting. I wanted to write about other actors. I became far more interested in in the process and observing the process from some distance, and and I've always you know been a a, a big reader and the writing yeah grew out of that but mm. um and then I just I've always been I must say of all the people I went through drama school with um and I don't know whether this is this is not a particular talent it's just a, a um, um uh the way I'm wired I always had a fairly good instinct for networking and how to. Um, put myself out there. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't because I was more confident than the other person. I wasn't really. In fact, I was quite insecure. But I seemed to understand people's skills very early. And I seemed to understand communication skills early. And as a result of that, I just made lots and lots of contacts from a very early Mm -hmm. time in my career. And, you know, they just kind of all still, they just all connect up at various junctures in your life. And you know, someone you knew from radio, someone you knew, then you, someone else you knew from, you know, come together and there's another little job for you, mm. you know. Uh, the case in point being the Clark and door thing I did last week. Yeah. I knew Brian door when I first started out in radio 17 years ago. Mm. Yeah. He taught me quite a bit about uh, filling the air, uh, filling airwaves overnight because I did overnights for a while with the ABC. Um, you know, four hours on air on your own. <laughs> it was pretty full on. And um, yeah, so he and I sort of became friendly, lost contact over many, many years, and then he just got back in touch with me. So, so you know, this I, I just I think I was just kind of good at what we now call networking. We didn't call it that in those days. Yeah, yeah. You know, um, and it was something I think I've said to students along the way. It's it's not enough to have talent. You have to have the talent to have the talent. Yeah. So you have to know how to, yeah, how to. It's not just about going out and getting work. It's about, well, you know, thinking laterally, thinking creatively.
0: And for most people, when they when they get into a career, it's the idea of building your, your world around that career to a certain extent and ordering your life around that. And then you get an opportunity to, say, go into theatre. Uh, where's that shift for you? Like, wasn't that difficult? Wasn't there a moment of... I don't know if I want to move. I don't want to. Yeah, there were, and I
2: absolutely there were, and those moments are quite clear. Actually, Mm. I mean, contrary to what I was saying about it all being a bit random, I do remember very specific junctures where, uh, for example, I went into arts management for a little Mm. while, um, and I remember I worked for the Melbourne International Festival. You know, it was my first kind of real proper job Mm. and I was assistant to the director of the festival and I was still really quite young, I was only about 30 then and I remember him saying to me, it was Richard it?" and he said can you do this job? I don't mean have you got the ability to do this job? Do you reckon you're going to be able to cope when we go to auditions and you sit there as my assistant and you watch those other actors going for jobs? How are you going to feel? How are you going to go? Can you give up acting for the next three years of this contract? Yeah. Oh yes I said, absolutely, absolutely but it was hard but it was a decision, you know, Um, and he was, you know, he knew it was going to be hard for me to watch the world that I really grew up in from a, you know, uh, from a position of of outside perspective, yeah, yeah, yeah. so that was a moment, and then there was another moment where um, I did my last job on stage in a play, which was when my son was about three, Mm. so that's 10 years ago, and I realised that. If ever I was on stage again, it would only be to probably do my own work. Mm. Not because I think it's so great, but, but I just didn't want to work in a troupe anymore. You know, that, so there are moments where I... Yeah. And then having children, of course, changes everything. Because once you have kids, your, your relationship to your art changes considerably. The way you see the world changes considerably. Mm. And the way you can or cannot work. You can always write at home. I wrote my first book after and he went to bed at night. You know, and mm. on the kitchen table after you went to school. And, you know, you eke out little moments of, um, you carve out little bits of time to write. And you can. You can't do that as an actor. I yeah. couldn't continue being an actor with a child on my own with a child. It was just impossible.
0: Mm. Lucas, Hi. any comments?
1: Um.
2: <laughs> <laughs> any observations or. <laughs> yeah, comments, no, it's
1: for a bit Well, I guess we can go from the other pers- perspective. We are the ones wanting to branch out, aren't we? This is part of our branching out. Yeah, the podcast. The yeah, yeah, absolutely, and it's we are working in that industry. It's fantastic. Yeah, exactly. That idea. And I we was didn't ta- have
2: podcasts when I was your age. No,
1: <laughs> we. Well, there was more. We could back then. We could, this could have been community radio or something. Yeah, yeah. Which, is I mean, still doing, exists, which is what I was Which is what I was doing. <laughs> that's right. Mm, mm. But there is less of it. Yeah, this is the easier way to to do it. And you know, I mentioned before I was looking at low budget films because maybe. Maybe that's what I want to do. Mm. I, you know, that was my main thing when I was studying mm. screenwriting, and then that kind of fell away, um, partly for a good reason because someone was interested in, in publishing something of mine and working on the Morning Bell, which um, to begin with, and now I guess I am back. I am thinking it's like I am spreading, kind of, you know. Creatively, I think maybe if I put enough fingers in pies, someone will appreciate my finger in their pie. Um, Why that pie. A, a slightly <laughs> unattractive, <laughs> slightly unattractive
2: <laughs> metaphor, but yes. but I think that's it. I yeah. think it is about. I'm not going to continue fingers in pies. <laughs> uh, you know, look. It's sometimes I think that actually, what I should be doing or need to be doing. Mm. Not, pe- not perhaps today because my life has changed again since um, being a carer for my mum. Uh, but sometimes I think, you know, really you just have to focus on the one thing and make a choice. You know, if you can survive financially or some of us are fortunate enough to have partners who can pay the rent or pay the mortgage um, and you make up for it by doing all the rest of the work, <laughs> you know. Uh, if you can survive and do uh, and you don't maybe just do one thing, you know, do write a beautiful novel. Do, you know, do just write an article a week and make them really mm. terrific articles. Do, um, you know, but if you don't have that support, and I don't and I n- never have had that safety net, um, I've had to branch out. Yeah. I've had to think about what else can I do. Mm. Okay, I can teach, so I can do masterclasses. Um I'm doing one for Faber at the beginning of next year, actually that was my going to be my little plug. It's not for a while yet it's not till March next year, but Faber they um in the publishing house they they book very they 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 um organize their schedule a year mm. in advance and I'm doing a um <clears throat> a series of workshops on the art of the personal essay, so you know you think, well, okay, so I can teach, so how can I bring the teaching and what I do and right ra- okay well then i you know you you have to you need to think i I have needed to think very creatively about what's next yeah you know what what, you know and i meet someone and think oh they do that maybe we could get together maybe i could sit with them for a while and watch what they do and maybe we could you Mm. know Mm,
1: yeah you mentioned before that that is very important if you're trying to branch out terrible networker you are (laughs) i am especially if i'm on my own it's no chance i went to uh
0: how can someone resist the Moses beard, Lucas? <laughs>
1: if they're in a corner not talking, that's very easy. <laughs> <laughs> but I was—I went—I was—I applied for a job as a screenwriter for an animation company. Mm-hmm. They were actually quite nice. They re- rejected me, but they said, "Have a ticket to this talk somewhat we're doing. We're holding about writing for animation." Usually, you get an email. If you're lucky, yeah,
0: that's right.
1: But I got an invitation for a thing. Yeah, I went to the talk. It was very interesting. And for a bit after, there was a little. There was a bit you could talk. An exchange. An exchange. Mm. Guess who didn't say (laughs) a word? (laughs) You. Correct. (laughs) Mm. Shotgun. So went home with my tail between my legs.
2: So Lucas, you know, if you are the sort of personality that you are, because you're, you know. You're more introverted, perhaps, than yeah. I was when I was your age. I'm I'm increasingly introverted as I get mm. older, which is not probably unusual. But yeah. I was I was quite extrovert and gregarious and not frightened, you know, not mm-hmm. in that social way. Then you need to find other things, you know. Maybe you are the person then who actually just does focus on one yeah. making one beautiful thing. Yeah, and there's nothing know. wrong in that no, either. Absolutely, yeah. you know, as long as you can support yourself doing whatever that's right. else you're doing. Yeah, and that,
1: that. Oh, that's the other thing, money. Mm. Uh. That's well, always going to be a problem. Yeah, As an artist, it's always you an know, I spend quite a lot of time to- and in trying to get a job, like a to to springboard off whether it is yep. being in the publishing industry, or you know, write something, or not. Mm. Um, I've just thought maybe how about an admin job for now, but uh, but I have been for you know s- something I'm qualified for being an editor, being some yep. someone's assistant in there. Nothing yet. Yeah. Um, but
0: the the tendrils are out. Yeah. Or looking that's for something to grasp onto.
1: They're right. Exactly. Something that makes the money.
0: Yeah. And fulfills the artistic ful- desire of you. Yeah. Well,
1: that can be the other side. Mm. You make the money. You come home and you do that.
2: Look, yeah. can I, you know, I'm 30 years older than yeah. you, I suspect. Yes. Okay. I was having yes. this conversation with my contemporaries when 30 years ago yeah you know it's it's different but it's not we're Mm. all sitting around going how are we going to make money to support (laughs) our art you know do we get a job in the theatre serving drinks at the bar Mm -hmm. of the theatre or would that just feel too horrible because we're not actually on stage or do we do something that's completely utterly unrelated to the theatre and that's what makes our money or do I teach I mean I was lucky I could teach um, you know, we, we were having those conversations then and it's a very different world that we're living in now. And there's, I actually think there's so much more you can do now because of because of uh, technology, yep. you know, the, this podcasting, for example, you know, and, and yeah, yeah. getting stuff out there. And, you know, it is far – there's far more opportunity.
0: Yeah, and I, and I think also with and, – and this is an interesting point of that, I guess, and we were talking about this um, and the idea uh, with Sandy Sego of Anya magazine uh, and we were talking about the idea of uh, the the tragedy of community, because often the idea that a writer comes into this industry and has so many avenues where they may put their hands into that is just overwhelming. It's just the idea that oh, I just I just don't know, you know. And the idea of and and for many people, being an introverted person, the idea of going out into an even engaging with a community is a terrifying prospect. It, is.
2: it can be absolutely, absolutely. But for me, mm. because of the way I was wired, mm. being in the theatre community, yeah, being in a tribe, was yeah, that fantastic. was the support network. Absolutely, yeah. and I missed that enormously mm-hmm. when I left the theatre. You know. Um, I do have a writing tribe but it's not nowhere near as um, sustaining yeah, really right. as it was but then I'm a different person I was much younger then mm-hmm. and I Might needed
1: a different s- kind of that I guess with the theater putting on a production is a team thing
2: That's exactly right and writing so is an isolating exactly. an isolated so you hang
1: occupation out and then yep. you do stuff together mm. when we right we we row uh, we bitch about stuff yeah <laughs> oh they're making they're doing one, the garbage, and we're not. Yeah, an and and I think the and then we go home and write well, by yourself. So. Yeah, that's right. it's yeah. not. You know, yeah. we don't go and we and work together. You know, and
2: that's right. And 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 as an uh, when I was working in the theatre, by definition, it is a collaborative mm-hmm. art art mm-hmm. form, and I loved that about it. You know, because you did always feel a part of a c- tribe, part of a community.
0: Yep. And I think with that we can we can part our ways, go home, and and write by ourselves.
2: <laughs> oh, you might. do. I'm going to go home and watch Netflix. Are uh, there you go. something else? Yeah, I, yeah, can I think I am it. as well.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I got oh, to the, okay.
2: the new
0: black to watch. <laughs>
2: oh yeah, then uh, that's not something you that that was that's a peculiar series. Anyway, okay. <laughs> thank you, thank but, you for having me. Yes,
0: it's been very good to have you on, Ellie. And we've had some pretty interesting discussions. Now, um, I'm sure people are interested in what you are doing and what is coming up for Ellie Veronzi. Oh well.
2: Um, Mm.
0: and where people can find you as well.
2: Well, you can – I don't I, – I have a um, – it's not a website. I have a – what do I have? A blog, but I don't blog. blog. Mm. It's not a blog. I, I, I like to think of it as my kind of um, impoverished web, website because <laughs> <clears throat> it's really where I just put everything that I publish up. Mm-hmm. So you can just go to Elie Varenti. In fact, just Google me and you'll get that, you'll get that blog website where all my mm-hmm. published work goes. Um, <clears throat> I write a regular column for, um, as I said, for the ABC, ABC Radio. And I write a regular education column for the Australian Education Union. And um, I was teaching at Melbourne Uni, teaching creative nonfiction until this semester. I'm not teaching this semester, but um, and I miss that considerably. Mm. Um, and the only other thing that's happening is, as I mentioned earlier, that I know is the Faber uh, series of masterclasses I'm doing mm-hmm. next year.
0: All right. Yep. Well, there you go, Lucas. Where can people find you? Oh, and we I also
2: write for the big issue. I'm sorry, I've got a couple. And the pieces. big issue. Oh, and the, I've got a couple of pieces coming up in the big issue. Sorry, Lucas. That's yeah, all right. In, about
0: in an upcoming issue. Yeah. And when about? When so is that coming up?
2: I think it comes out in about two weeks. The next. All issue. right. Mm. There
0: you go. We'll look out for it.
1: Well, we mentioned my website at the top, didn't we? Yes, we did. LucasdeQuincy. dot com.
3: Yep.
0: Guess spell it right, ladies and gentlemen.
1: Spell it. Just put it into the Google and it will might correct it. Mm-hmm. Um guess not that hard yeah people just get over like there's too many uncommon letters in there it's split <laughs> in two
2: <laughs> and what about you
0: um well you can find me at my very catchy title the don't worry I, I often make fun of lucas's <laughs> name it it's it's all in jest. i wish sure it i
1: had a com already exists
0: it does actually uh, i've been it. i tried to get it from yeah, that I'll guy be, I, think um, I think he's um i think he works in telecommunity anyway um apart from that uh, I don't actually have anything coming up that you can see online for the most part. I've, everything is um, behind the scenes working on the next episode of a um, series that is currently on Amazon and working on, funny enough, Point of Views. So there you go. Oh, mm-hmm. really? Uh, so I'm in the I'll midst. you
2: have to get my son on next then, won't There you? <laughs> <laughs> you go. No, please <laughs> be don't. Like <laughs> <laughs> it oh, might before work I
1: forget, out. I think I actually forgot to mention this. Yeah. My book. Which I'm pretty sure last podcast I didn't mention. You didn't. A Day at the Park is... Ali's holding it up. It is not a visual medium. Some of the viewers can see it. (laughs) Day at the Park.
2: Lucas Lucas De Quincio.
1: Yes. And it's still free on on Amazon in promotion. Or you Mm -hmm. can buy it. Uh, I actually recommend buying it from... Brunswick Street Books, so it's actually cheapest. I looked. Yeah, there you go. Unless you don't live in Australia and you can actually buy physical okay, books off off Amazon. Okay, stop it. I'm going to spruik it for you. A nah. Day at the Park is a picture book <laughs> nah. for
2: grown-up kids. Your local park will never seem quite the same after reading this twisted little debut by Lucas de Quincio. And I think Tim Richards' endorsement's the funniest on the back, and it says, leaves you feeling oddly proud of your ability to keep your pants on in public. <laughs>
0: which I so do or, note, which I do always. So on that note, by the way please,
2: <laughs> you might be an introvert but you don't write introverted stuff. Do you? Definitely <laughs> not. Yeah. Huh?
0: Most out there stuff you can find and anything else you want to find out there, you can find the morningbell.net, the themorningbell on Twitter, on Facebook, and pretty Actually, much no, That's it.
1: Oh, and Tumblr.
0: And Tumblr. Well, yeah, and Tumblr. There you go. Thank you very much thank for you. listening, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you Ellie for coming on. It's been great, and we'll see you on the next podcast.